Welcome back to our podcast. And my name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. And I just want to to say before I start this message that if you're a believer today and you're listening to this podcast and you've given your life to Christ and you've been born again, I just want to rejoice with you. This is the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your life, committing your life to Christ and making sure that you know that you know that you know that you're going to make it to heaven. That is such a great thing to have going off on the inside of you and to know that God loves you and that he's called you out of darkness and that you made that commitment to him, I just rejoice with you. And if you're a person and you're listening to this podcast and you don't have that assurance in your heart, just keep listening and I'm going to explain to you how that can happen to you. And the other thing I want to announce before we get started is today is just a glorious day. Today is a huge answer to prayer for the entire world as today the, our Supreme Court in the United States has overturned Roe versus Wade. And so many millions and millions of babies rejoice with us today that that has happened. But today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of ministers don't really talk about. And that is the, the last days. What's going to happen after we die, after things come to an end here? And today we're going to be talking about um, the messages about the sheep and the goats. In 1 Corinthians, I want to open up with a couple of scriptures, but in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that is within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Verse 20, For you have been bought, and listen to this, you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And then Ephesians 6, 1 says, let no one deceive you with empty words. And how many know that there's just so many empty words out there right now, so many messages that are just empty, that are not full of God's word or God's glory or, or God's anointing. But don't let anybody deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And then our theme scripture has always been Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, Days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for the hearing of the words of the Lord. So today I'm going to introduce you to one of my favorite uh, ministers, singers, um, who has gone on to be with the Lord, and his name is Keith Green. And as we rejoice about this overturning of Roe versus Wade, I just want to tell you that Keith Green in Last Days Ministries was very influential in this decision. They they did so much for um, making people understand what abortion was. And so I know that uh, he's rejoicing in heaven. So we're going to listen to a song from Keith today about the sheeps and the goats that really will bring this message home. So in Matthew 24:31. Two forty-one. This is a parable that was preached by Jesus in Jerusalem in the temple there. And it starts off and it says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. And he and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Verse 33. And he will put the sheep on his right, those that 
loved him and those that are converted, truly converted and obeying God, those on his right, but the goats on his left, verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who blessed, who are blessed to my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Verse 41, then he will also say to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed people into eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. So this parable is about a time of judgment. The sheep are symbolic of those who follow and obey Christ, while the goats represent those who choose not to follow Jesus and his example on the earth. I don't know if you've heard this latest statistic, but the the churches are just going away, and there's only 50% of the people that live in America that actually profess to going to church every day or, or, or every Sunday or, or once a week. And that's that's so overwhelming to me. That's that's just hard to, to fathom and hard to come to grips with that our country that was founded on Judaic Christian principles, that those that came here founded it on believing in Christ and believing that that Jesus was the Son of God. That's right. This country was founded on those things. And now here we are. In less than 10 years, we've gone from about 70% of those that profess some kind of faith going to church to now 50%. And, and that is huge, and that really coincides with why I'm bringing this message today. So this parable, like I said, is about the time of judgment. And at this is not to suggest that salvation is based on works. For the sheep, um, it, at, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 clearly shows salvation is a gift. Verse 10 states that believers are created in Christ for good works. So it's by faith, through grace, it's the gift of God that you receive that makes you a believer. In other words, believers obey God and do good works because they love God and that they're saved. So believers, they don't believe that they are saved by good works. They don't work their way to heaven. It's not, you know, man struggling, striving to please God to be able to make it into heaven. It's God reaching down to man with this gospel message of grace. And because of that, God writes their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's not about works. It's about God changing the heart of man. Now, when that happens, you will do good works. You will see the need to, number one, preach the gospel. Share your faith with other people. Understand that those around you that don't know Christ are going to miss heaven. They're going to find themselves eternally separated from God in a place called hell. And so the first and foremost work that you want to do is you want to tell people about Christ. You want to tell people how they can be saved. This is really missed by the modern church. The modern church has taken this message to be that good works means that you're going to do anything and everything but preach the gospel. That message about Jesus is the message to the entire world. The world needs to hear this. So that needs to be the first and foremost good work. So even though that message that most seem to run from and will do any other good work, like March for Life, great work, very good work. Feed the Hungry, great work, very good work. 
Another good work is to help those that are in need that you come in contact with. But the message of the gospel, how to tell people what and where they stand with God and how they can be right with God is the number one work. So the real point of the message, as you have likely guessed, is the difference in behavior between the two groups. One group, the sheep, is merciful, kind, generous, loving, and willing to do whatever it takes, even at their own expense, and a lot of times at their own peril, to help out another fellow human in true need, and ultimately help another fellow human understand how they can be right with God, and which is the most important work. The Bible says, what does a man gain if he gains the entire world and yet loses his soul? He's gained nothing, absolutely nothing. So that message has to be first and foremost. So there's one overlooked fact concerning this judgment, and this is very key. And that is that Jesus considers one set of animals his. He considers the sheep his. As a shepherd divides his sheep, as verse 32 is translated in the New King James Version. But the others, he does not. He owns one, which are the Christians. They've been bought. They've been redeemed with a price. They are not their own. And is the true shepherd over the sheep or those willing to follow him and do what he says. This all comes full circle. You are redeemed and your life is changed by the gospel message. Your life is changed by the gospel message. It is not changed by anything else. It is not changed by a pillow, by a mattress, by bedspreads. It's changed by the power of the gospel. The Bible says that he takes out your stony heart and he puts in a heart of flesh. Your heart is changed. A true believer in Christ has had their heart changed. It's not a, it's not understanding or memorizing a certain amount of facts about God that makes you saved. It's not being baptized in water, being baptized with water just poured over your head. It's about being in right standing with God, knowing that you've invited Christ into your heart and he's made you a new person. He's changed your heart. You've repented of your sins and you turned away from this world and you turned towards God. You see people in need, you want to help them. It's because your heart has been changed. Amen? I mean, that's what it's about. It's about your heart being changed. You know, I see people all the time, and we've probably seen this more than we ever have before that I can remember, and that's a lot of homeless people. And I see people all the time underneath these bridges or these overpasses or whatever, and and when I pull up there, I, I try to, you know, make sure that the light is where I can maybe pull some money out and give them some money or a track or something. But there's so many people that just walk by these people and they don't really care. I mean, I see it just recently when I was in Austin where I saw this young man jogging with his ear pods in place and he was jogging in this place and it was just riddled with homeless people. And he was just jogging right by them, you know, jogging around them, stepping over them, jumping over them, had no concern for them whatsoever. But you're going to have that concern because there's a heart transformation that's happened to you. And you will want to help. You will want to reach out. You will want to do those good works because of what God has done in your heart. But you will also want to use this time of helping by preaching the gospel and helping those people that you that you come in contact with by sharing life, 
sharing how they can have their life changed with them. Salvation, the salvation message, the gospel message. It's not just to help them. Matthew 16, 26, for what good will it do a person if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? As I already mentioned that scripture earlier, it'll do you no good. There are so many churches that believe that is what their mission is, and that is what the gospel is, but they don't understand that it is a means to an end. That end is the gospel of salvation. We go to, uh, I'm privileged to go with uh, Jerry Wyant and um, others to Guatemala. In fact, we'll be going to Guatemala in the first week in, in August. And one of the things that I really enjoy doing is ministering to the spiritual man of the person that we come in contact with in Guatemala, but also ministering to their physical needs. And we do that and we feed them. We give them beans and corn and oil and things that they can do, staples that they can use to feed their families. In fact, the staples that we give them are typically good for two weeks. And so that's important. But the most important thing that we give them, the most important thing that we do while we're there is we preach the gospel and we give them an opportunity to turn their lives over to Christ. As Jesus ascended into heaven, what was the last commandment he gave us? Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That was the last command. That's what he wants us to do. And we need to do it. And we're the only ones that can. And if we don't, it will not get done. Do you see, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care, don't you care? Are you gonna let them drown? How can you be so to care if they come You close your eyes and pretend the job's done oh, Bless me Lord, bless me Lord You know it's all I ever hear No one aches, no one hurts No one even sheds one tear But he cries, he weeps, he bleeds and he cares for your needs And you just lay back And keep soaking it in song, Asleep in the Light, is by Keith Green, and it so speaks to what we're talking about right now. A lot of us 
are asleep in the light. We find ourselves in church Sunday, Wednesday, and yet we're not doing, we're not speaking the gospel message to people. We're walking by those that aren't saved and we're not saying anything. That is the good work. That is something that we need to be doing every day and making sure that people know the gospel message. So this message should really stir your heart to understand that people are in need and you have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. If you're a follower of Christ, and I don't really care what kind of church you go to, if you're truly saved and you're a follower of Christ, you should be speaking to people about how they can be saved, what they need to do to understand and be part of the kingdom of God. As a believer, and you do what you know to do, help people in need, know this. It does not stop there. You have to give them the message of hope in Christ. Without that, they will perish. They will be lost. So I want to close in prayer and pray for you that the Holy Spirit gives you the courage, the unction, the ability to go out and preach this message and not just help those in need, but give them the message of salvation. And so I'm just going to pray. Father, I just lift up all those that are listening to this message today. God, give them courage. Lord, take the chicken out of their heart and overwhelm them with the courage to go speak the gospel to people, to share the good news, to share that message of hope and salvation with those around them. And Lord, we just thank you for it and give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before I close, I opened up and I just wanted to let those know that are listening to this podcast that if you don't know Christ, if you don't have any idea and have an assurance that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven, that you know that you know that you know that you're saved. And if you're in that situation right now, that's a bad situation to be in. So I want you just to take this time and pray with me and invite Christ into your life. And so just just close your eyes right now. Just blot everything out, everything else out around you. Don't think about anything else. Think about what we're doing. And I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know that I've made mistakes. I know that I'm not right before you. I know that I need a Savior. I thank you right now as I invite you into my heart that you come in. The scripture says that you stand at the door of my heart and you knock. And if I open it, you will come in. And I'm opening my heart right now. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving all of my sins. And thank you for the free gift of salvation. And I rejoice that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. Um, My email address is jimhugh71 at Hotmail. Dot com And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your testimony. And those of you that are hearing, if you just want to reach out and you need prayer and you need help with something, I'd be more than glad and love to help you. So thank you for listening today. And just until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.